Welcome back to the Degenerated Podcast. Got a heck of a show lined up for you guys today. Heck of a show. Um, what do we got going? Well, well, the NHL season is done. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning have repeated as back-to-back champions. That just finished up. Uh, we're here in summertime. Summer's in full force. Real hot. Real hot in Vancouver. And uh, while most of us have been implanted with microchips via some sort of COVID vaccine and the government's going to be able to track us later, probably control our thoughts. But the good news of all that stuff is that the COVID cases have dropped and it's looking like we will be able to draft in person again like one happy family. So pumped about that. Um, Our first guest on today's podcast uh, these guys need no introduction, but I'll give them one anyway. Uh, so after biding their time for what felt like years down in the basement of our league, last place, to just stockpiling draft picks, manipulating those those assets, trading up for, for superstar players, bonafide keepers, the process finally came to completion as Degeneration Svetch took down our fantasy hockey championship this year. Uh, the Degenerated Podcast is proud, proud and happy to welcome back to the podcast, Mr. Derek Bloomfield and Burke Actug. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for having us, Mike. Excited to be here, Mikey. Excellent, excellent. How does it feel? Let's start there. God, it's, you guys have had a couple months to, to, to relish in your victory. How, just overall, how does it feel? Burke, let's start with you. How does it feel? How does what feel specifically? The how win. does it feel to be the architects? <laughs> greatest team ever assembled in the history of our league? It feels pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Derek, you feel similar architecting this masterpiece? We're going to get into that a little more. Well, I mean, what, this would be what? Year three, year four? Co-GM there be? Year and four, yeah. uh, year four. To, to know that we finally got it done when uh, I came in guns a blazing and decided to, you know, tell, convince Burke to trade Giroux and Voracek and Rass and say, this is the way to go. And, you know, maybe it didn't work uh, to finally uh, be at the top. It feels pretty good. It didn't work for a while, but it was always part of a process, right? When, uh, when you came in to join uh, Burke's uh, Burke had a good run for, for, for a long time there before you joined. He was no slouch in our league, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, you guys, you know, um, down near the bottom for a while. You started from the bottom, now you're here, as they say. Will Drake come in the background during this party when yeah. you do that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he's actually the next guest. Perfect. <laughs> Which should be interesting, yes. Um, no, but let's uh, – I guess it's fitting that I'm sort of uh, – well, here, here with you guys because uh, we're going to think back to a couple months back. I'm sure you guys can dust off the old memory and remember our final. Um, what What are your thoughts? I went back and looked at it a little bit, but she, but I couldn't look for too long because it made me too sad. But uh, yeah, what what do you guys remember of that uh, of that last week, that championship round against me? I remember being overwhelmingly confident. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, DB was like pretty stressed. He was stressed against you and he was stressed against Clarky, who we played in the uh, round right before. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, keep in mind that stress only lasted for like two, three days as soon as we started, you know, pulling ahead. But, you know, the one thing that I did tell him was, and, you know, 
he, he was like, do not, don't say that. But whenever he would get stressed out, I'd just be like, DB, we don't lose. <laughs> He'd just be like, no, you can't say that. Just the ultimate co-GM co jinxing yourself. But yeah. really, uh, that's a good point. You didn't lose, DB. You guys went undefeated all year. That's unheard of. <laughs> The week from week three on, that's that was Burke's reply the entire season, and I was just adamant he was going to jinx us. And like the last two weeks, he was like, "We don't like." He doubled down like every day. He said it, and so he was really tempting my uh, tempting fate with me. But uh, yeah, you're right. We didn't lose all year. We we tied I think three times, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take that the z the zero in the L column. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's very impressive. That now, like you said, like you were a little worried against me. Uh, I looked and I saw twenty. There was some, you know, how like when you're playing a guy and you're just getting shit kicked, so then you start complimenting them to like almost like throw in a, hey, you got this all wrapped up. You're trying to fuck with the universe somehow. You're and then then you guys like karma. You're yeah. like the the universe is gonna reward me for losing <laughs> with grace. Here. Exactly. But then you guys won't let that karma happen. You're like, no, no, no. You guys, you still have a real good shot here. Like, no, karma no, was on our side after. Lots of hockey left. left. Lots of hockey left. But you, I, I think you had 20 points and two wins in the first two days. And uh, at one point, I saw one of my texts to you guys was, was that you had five three-point games. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We, uh, I, I, I do remember. We picked up Sam Bennett, I think. Oh, yeah, that was – He had, like, six points in the first two games that week or something like that. Yeah. Like your team wasn't good enough, your waiver ad becomes your top scorer for the week. That's awesome. Awesome. Jeez, Sam Bennett. But, yeah, that was uh, that, that, that was quite a uh, – it, it, it was almost fitting. That, 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 like, it was sort of anticlimactic for me because it, like it was over about halfway through the week. But uh, – it was sort of fitting because your team was so dominant all year, as we talked about before. Um, historically dominant. Historically dominant. So, so not only did you not lose all year, it was a short season, I'll give whatever, but still. But, hey, anytime anyone argues with you, you can always just say, yeah, but still. And it just, yeah. just right? It's, you're back to even. So just remember that trick. I'm enjoying you pumping our tires, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was looking league history. I shared this on the chat, but I want to go back to it. Um, there's only been eight teams in the history of our league, which has 12 teams and we've got like whatever, 15, 16 years, whatever it is. Only eight have cracked the winning percentage of 600, which shows a little bit about the parody of our league. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, Simon had 610 in uh, 2009, Mammon in 2010, 612. Then uh, he, he follows that up in 2011 with 614. Uh, then I had a, a good season, 2019. I had a 619 win percentage. Mammon again, 2014, 620. JE with a big season, 2014, 630. Uh, DP back in 2012, he had the best uh, fantasy hockey year before – this year with a 636 winning percentage. You think that's, that's good? That's insane over like a full NHL season. That's, that's, but what's more insane is your 663. It's like head and shoulders above the next closest guy. 
Sure, but you can make the argument that shortened season and, you know, maybe that wouldn't have helped, but. Are you trying yeah, to do but that still, karma thing? Are you trying to do no. that karma thing that we talked about before to not screw yourself over for next year? <laughs> Listen, man, I don't need to tell you what my you know what my strategy is. <laughs> You're just trying on it pretty goddamn well, though. Trying to manipulate the universe and all that, <laughs> but God, uh, yes. Uh, ha- have you guys thought about what um, how the engraving is going to go? Have you re- has there been any discussion of that or or what's going on with that? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be in the same font as everyone else. I personally would prefer the, uh, the Compton style. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to go with Comic Sans. Or, yeah. uh, Comic yeah. Sans would actually be pretty good. Just like yeah. completely sully the trophy. Yeah. Everyone just gets to pick their own font. That can, we, we, we could have started it with that. But, yeah, we're going to go with Birkin DB, DB and Bur- Birkin, Derek, Bloom, T- I don't know, whatever. Yeah. I haven't really thought about it. Uh, I, I guess it would be up to the to the to the last chance to decide on that, since they're the ones getting the engraving. I, ultimately, I guess they could do whatever they wanted. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but I think that you get some sort. You should get some sort of choice. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a little bit of saying that. Leaving that up to that team, I, I yeah, no might be a little nervous. Yeah, hey. for, for all I know, they're going to put like a dick emoji or something. Like that. Yeah, and just a big just a big eggplant. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, I just well, want to... That's hey. what eggplant means? <laughs> oh, my God. And you thought, that would be, you thought that that was just all about produce. I just thought people really liked vegetables. <laughs> yeah, no. You got lots to learn. And the peach, the peach is not just a peach either. That's a bum. Sometimes a peach is just a peach. <laughs> sometimes. 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 Um, so, God, I'd... I'd have like did you guys get together for any celebration did you have any uh i know it was sort of tough with covid burke you had covid as well and uh yeah it, it was kind of that championship week was really sullied for me by uh the whole covid situation yeah they really did put a damper on the whole thing <laughs> like, yeah, like, i i got to watch barely any hockey for uh-huh. like almost that entire week because you know nicole was bedridden and i was looking after the kids and like db's texting me and being like you know like oh like like capper's off with another night and i'm just like i have no idea what you're talking about like (laughs) it was actually the worst like it was pretty bad man i bet that would be frustrating that would be frustrating but like i think nicole started feeling like a little bit more with it on like the sunday Mm mm-hmm so she was kind of like hanging out with the kids a little bit. And then like, that's when I kind of like, you know, scurried into my office and took a moment to myself. And I was like, Oh, we're, we're really doing this after three years of mediocrity. I, I media media. Okay. I'll give you that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. This is your moment. Did you guys ever get together and have a celebratory beer yet or anything like that? Not yet. I mean, we're kind of waiting for the uh, the big summer GM party, I think. Uh, share a drink out of the cup. We've seen each other at the beach a bunch, though. So Yeah, we hugged it out there at the beach. Gilbert Beach, good place to have a nice embrace. Fantastic. Nice vista in the background. Very romantic. Very. Uh, if, if you like uh, naked toddlers oh. and dirty sand, yeah, and, that's your spot. And, yeah. and Vietnam veterans yelling their past experiences about throwing bombs. Good times of, at uh, Playa Gilberto, as I like yeah. to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Well, uh, so, so yeah, speaking of, I made a reservation at Britannia. What's it called? Britannia where the, in Steveson? Yep. For, for not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Are you guys available? We're in. I'm in. in. Okay. Uh, Josh Nielsen's in and so is Josh Mammon. So we got five. Um, hopefully we can get some more guys down and then uh, we can at the very least have some fun. Maybe uh, do the lotto. Um, I don't. I don't know how much fun that's going to be. Who knows? Who knows? But it'll be, it'll, it'll be nice to see you guys in person, and uh, and we can cheers to your victory, um, real style sort of thing. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about next year. Now, uh, you guys, we just talked about your absolute I, unit. I think we should shut the league down personally. So this is, that's it. Just, that's it. That's called, you know what? We, we had a good run, 16 yeah. years. Yeah. And just, that, is, you know, that is such a prick. <laughs> Can you imagine? Or if he just like withdrew from the league. <laughs> I'm a little well done. Just be like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, God. Dude, that, that's even, yeah. That is, but after your own victory, I, I would have a problem being friends with you. <laughs> like see you at the beach i'd be like i have this instinct like i want to choke you out <laughs> um but yeah with with that that absolute unit of a team you guys are up against a little bit of a dilemma as we move into next year and sort of facing a situation that a lot of nhl teams are facing as they have to protect players um and expose players to the Seattle Kraken in the expansion draft. You guys are going to have to protect uh, your keepers and potentially expose some. So, DB, DB, what are your thoughts on who is going to be exposed or who would you like to trade? Well, you know who you're talking to here, right? Like, I'll trade anyone. Yeah. So you've only got another yeah, eleven minutes. Yeah, you, you, so. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah. So let's be mindful here. Like you, you're probably asking the wrong guy. And, and under my circumstances, anyone's anyone who's not Austin Matthews is up for grabs. Interesting. Okay, that yeah, I was going to frame it. Is there anyone untouchable? So 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 Matthews untouchable for you, Burke? Do you feel the same way? Any other untouchables? For yeah, you? I mean, obviously Matthews is untouchable. Um, I. You know, I would. It would take a lot to pry Sebastian Aho from me. I think. Mm. Um, mm. But hey, I said the same thing about Carter Hart, and here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Um, yeah, interesting. Okay, so question for you. I've got one. I've got one before we hit the mailbag. Let's just pretend. Pretend we're in a universe where you're not allowed to make trades, and you're gonna have to pick your seven. Uh, so in a situation where you were not, where you were unable to pick your seven, who would, or, or I'm sorry, where, where you were unable to trade other guys, who would you keep right now? Matthews, obviously, Aho, obviously. Uh, DB, why don't, why don't you do one, then I'll do one. There we go. Sure. So the, it's, it's a bit of a tricky one because I'm still I th- we're still trying to decipher what the rules are with the extra deep position and extra keeper, right? Mm. Like so are we supposed to be venturing towards keeping 2D or no? Uh, the year after, I think we keep an extra D. Our keepers are the same as they were. but yeah, you could think about that. you're gonna So that's been actually like that's a question we've been asking. so we don't know. But okay, without taking that into account, it'd be uh, Matthews, Aho, 
uh, Svetch, Kaprizov, and I'd probably go Point. Yeah, Point. And uh, then I'd do Dougie. Is that my – do I have six or seven? That's oh, six. Then, oh, and then I'd probably do Theodore. Mm, and no goalie. No goalie. Burke, uh, hey, hey, Burke, your co-GM, you remember that plan? You do what, I do what? Yeah, that, that kind of went out the window. Huh? Yeah, I guess he just did them all. <laughs> That's okay. But, uh, did uh, Would you have any changes to that, Burke, or, or what do you think? Um, man, like, there's just – there's some good options, man. Like, oh, Gensel. Gensel, like, that that guy was tickling top ten pretty much the whole year. Like, uh, Patches, like, that guy's sick. Yeah, uh, even Evander Kane. Even Evander Kane, like that guy's fantasy gold. Like, uh-huh. you know, eighty-two game season, that guy's scoring thirty-five goals and getting a hundred pims. Like, totally, it's a pretty good totally. player. But hey, we're we are open for business. It's a good thing your hypothetical isn't true. That's true. Because well, that's the thing, right? Because it's like someone could offer you someone for say, Svetch that you just said would be in your top seven. But then it's like, all right, well, if someone really wants Svetch, deal him, and then you keep. Gensler patches or one of the or Kane or whoever. So our ears are open. Lots of options for you guys. Lots of options. Like if I'm a guy who historically has made the playoffs in our league and is looking at a very very long rebuild, perhaps the guy that's I don't know the commissioner of our league or something like that. Hmm. Uh, I would I would be you know knocking at our door. If I was well, a guy who had Mark Stone. <sighs> Maybe needed his line mate to like really solidify his keepers. I don't know. I'd be knocking on our door. Yeah, you're, you you seem to be pointing in a direction of Mr. Josh Mammon, which leads us to our mailbag. Nice, nice segue there, Burke. Uh, now Mammon has a series of questions. Uh, that's it's almost like he's sitting right beside me as a co-host. So I'm just going to channel my 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 Josh Mammon here. Now. Uh, First thing, first thing he, he, he wants to know is uh, the past five champs. Uh, and then he says to me, you can look it up for the question. So he's like, Mike, you do the research on it. Yeah, I want you to do the research for me. I'm going to ask the question. I'm like, I'm like okay, thank you. Uh, so looking at the past five champs, here they are. You guys, Dave and Cody last year, Smoles and Park the year before that, Corey Tony the year before that, Smoles and Park the year before that. Those are the last five. Noticing a trend. The year before that was me. So I am the last person to win a solo um, uh, fantasy hockey championship, and that was six fucking years ago. So do you guys notice a trend, or do you think that's a coincidence? You were supposed to have a co-GM, I thought. I was, but then that didn't happen. Yeah. Right. Yes. But, but I but I did win that one solo. That's the last solo win. Hasn't happened in, in uh, six years. So do you think – so what Mamma wants to know, is it more of like a – is it mirroring the, uh, the NHL with like more bodies, roles in the front office, like kind of two heads are better than one, or is it a mere coincidence? Um, I, I can't speak to any other co-GM situations, but – you know, the one thing I re- like, I resisted having a co-GM for so long. DB and I are best buddies, like, and I was just kind of like, ah, I, I can't do it, man. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then, like, eventually DP was just like, like, he convinced me. He was like, it's awesome. Like, who doesn't love talking about their own fantasy team? 
That's yeah. true. Well, now you have someone to do that with. That's it's not going to like want to eat a bullet. Yeah. Listen to you. Yes. So and hearing about other people's fantasy teams that are, especially if they're not in your league, might be one of the worst things. Oh, it's like predator. So I, you have someone built in to like just do that with. That's perfect. Well, yes. that's kind of the thing. It's either, from my perspective, I can either talk to Burke or my wife, and <laughs> that's that's essentially the option. So good and for me, it works beautifully. Yeah, I'd take that. I'd take Burke over your wife. I'm sure your wife's lovely, but maybe, uh, you know, her opinion on which goalie to start doesn't really, you know, it's not the best dinner conversation, right? Well, um, yeah. Okay, all right. They got, now, now uh, okay, so he's got a... Question number two from Josh Mammon. Uh, you guys are both wrestling enthusiasts, correct? Correct. Um, now, uh, yes. So let's say uh, you guys are now celebrating on the town. You're celebrating your fantasy hockey victory, ripping it up. You each get to choose one pro wrestler to, to celebrate with you during the night, uh, dur- during the evening. So, so basically, you guys are going to go out like four. Four, four dudes. Who do you take? Uh, DB, let's start with you. Anyone jumping into your mind? One Sable. Rest. Sable. That was a quick answer. Sable. Okay. Sable. Okay. <laughs> Sable. Got noted. All right. Uh, Burke, do, who would you go with? Yeah, along those same lines. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. <laughs> We've got, i like wrestling too though but those are too deep for me god you guys can look those up at home sable and dr dr Britt baker dmd <laughs> dr Britt baker dmd okay well there you go mammon i uh, hope that satisfied your answer um okay uh, now on to his third and final question and i think you are gonna like this because i do uh you have a new shiny toy in Kirill Kaprizov. We sure do. You have been talking about how he's untouchable. And Mammon would like to test that theory. This is our first live on-the-air trade offer. Wow! And it's on the table for 60 seconds. Okay. All right. So you guys can think about it. The trade offer is... Wait, 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 wait. So it was 60... I have to pin DB into the video chat so I can just look at him. Okay. okay. Uh, the trade offer is uh, to, to you guys, uh, Graham's first rounder in 2022, Mammon's first rounder in 2023. Uh, to Mammon, your last two picks in 2023, or I'm sure you can figure that out, and Kaprizov. So essentially, two first rounders for Kaprizov. The clock is ticking. Uh, no first rounders this year, then. No, none this year. That doesn't really help us. No. Yeah. No. I, I don't think I can do it, DB. What about you? I can't. The only reason is that it doesn't help us this year. That's a that's a fair trade, though. It's a yeah, fair trade. It's absolutely uh, a fair offer. Yeah, very much so. But yeah, they have sixty seconds. The answer is no. And main reason being, we need a we need picks for this year. That's true. If you did do that trade, then you could keep one of like Gensler, Kane, or Patches, or one of those guys that I or Shesterkin. Or Shesterkin. It's an, it, it's not an automatic no. I like when I first, I can see why you wouldn't, obviously. But um, when I read it, I was like, God, that's like 
it's worth thinking about if, because you could like stockpile for the future that would be fun but yeah if we had a first for this coming draft uh-huh i think we might be more inclined to like it's, it's definitely worth thinking about for sure yeah did why would mammon not in, does he not have a first rounder this year what like three of them he's being yeah. so greedy man why wouldn't he say great like his first rounder he offered two firsts this year yeah, why wouldn't he do that? Okay, pretend. Okay, he didn't do that trade, but pretend he did. Would you do it? Tell you what, two first rounders. Probably, in yes. For for for, for Kaprizov. Hmm. Yeah, we'd probably have to do that. It would sort of. It would be yeah. one of those ones, like almost like Clarky a little bit last year, where like. But again, like that kind of. I won't say it blew up in his face because he made the playoffs and he got far, but you know he, he was. Uh, what do we give up? Three firsts, right? Three firsts and a second. Yeah, so he took he took three tendies, one of which he's probably going to keep. Right. So, right. like, you know, it came down to keeper for a keeper, essentially. Right. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I mean, if it was two firsts this year, almost almost have to do it. Which would, which sure would honestly got. It would honestly got me because Burke just got me Kaprizov jersey for my birthday, so oh. it'd be the shortest, shortest keep of a jersey in, in my lifetime. <laughs> That's so amazing. fun. He's That's so amazing. fun to have on a team. He is fun. The most electro what, what do you call him? The most <laughs> electrifying man in sports entertainment. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, okay, uh, we're gonna let you go, Derek. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on the podcast here. Burke, you're going to hang out a little longer and, uh, and and stick with me for our next guest here because we got a little surprise coming up for the league. Uh, but Burke, or I'm sorry, DB, looking forward to seeing you, buddy. 100%. Next Saturday. Congratulations again. And, uh, yeah. Okay. All right, boys. Later, Thank DB. you for having me. Yeah, Have a good one. Talk to you later. Buddy. Take care. Bye, guys. Congrats. Burke, that was so good uh, uh, talking with uh, Derek Bloomfield there. I'm, I guess that 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 championship means a lot more uh, doing it with a best pal like that. It's uh, it's pretty special, yeah. I mean, you know, and you know, having my name on the on the cup twice, and spiritually, he was there with me that first round. So right, yeah. right. Well, hey, it, it, it's been a it's been quite a season, been a quite a season. But uh, we've got a little uh, special guest joining us now on uh, the podcast here, joining Burke and I. Um, now, now this, uh, this league member, uh, he's former bartender, downtown Vancouver. So crushed, crushing surf waves from Nicaragua all the way to Tofino. Uh, he's, he's a proponent and uh, ambassador in the legalization and, and embracing of cannabis. Um, and he accompanied me on a trip to Tofino in Simon's car that didn't have a functioning starter. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to welcome to the podcast, Mr. Graham Steven. Hey, Graham. Hey, thank you for having me. That's, uh, thank you for, for, uh, for joining us. Before what a wonderful hop- intro. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Now, now before we hop into uh, uh, what we're sort of here for, do you remember that uh, trip to Tofino? Very uh, vividly. Yeah, now, I, I bears. we yeah. barely made the ferry because they didn't want to let the, uh, the Goldie on the boat, but we managed to get there and back. 
Yeah, getting on the ferry wasn't as hard because we were on we were at Horseshoe Bay, so we had the we had gravity working on our side. But yeah. getting off the ferry was a challenge. <laughs> Once we get on, it's like, well, they've got to help us get off because they want to let the other cars out. So the guys came and pushed. What a crazy fucking idea! How did we? Why did we do that? that is insane. We drove to Tofino with a car with no starter. Yeah, crazy. What type of car was it? It was Simon's car. It was a Nissan, was it like a 240ZX? I wanted to say an RX-7, but I think you're right. I think it was a Nissan. Yes. Yes. It was something like that. It was a little sporty. The golden rocket. Yeah. God, what a, what a car. The, the three rules? What were the three rules? Always park on a hill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never lock the doors. Never lock the doors either. Yeah. What was the third one? Uh, don't let JY drive. <laughs> that's always a good rule yes that's just a good rule for life yes <laughs> speaking of jy burke i thought that that was absolutely hilarious on the chat when you, when you said i should specify do they know that s the stepdaddy j is a is a sex offender <laughs> just so good that's really really good stuff right there um but yeah, we are here. We are here because uh, we've been planning. Uh, Burke, uh, Graham, and I are on a uh, sub chat thread called the Awards Committee. So you guys probably remember a couple of years ago. I remember we did it at the Colony for sure on Main Street. I remember that one. That was a big hit. I don't know if we've done it before. Last year kind of got fucked up with the. We didn't do it last year. We planned. We planned awards out. We identified the key winners, but we didn't. Because the end of the season was kind of a crapshoot and you couldn't, Yahoo didn't tally the end of the season. Right. So it, it was kind of weird. We weren't able to, uh, no one wanted to sit there with their calculator and, and calculate the, the totals. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then we, people were just too afraid to even uh, Zoom with each other. That's true. You might catch digital COVID. <laughs> digital COVID, that's the next variant. So so the awards, the, the first awards uh, was the season prior. Oh, okay. Well, well, we're, we're trying to get things back on track here. So uh, Bert, Graham, and I have been painstakingly going back and forth debating. But we have uh, come up with um, five categories that, that are going to be votable by you, the league. And uh, we'll be sending out a uh, voting ballot, for lack of a better term, uh, probably tomorrow. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll announce our trade categories. Then I'm going to go through some of the honorable mentions, and then we'll go over the actual no- uh, nominees. All right. So uh, the 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 five categories that that uh, the five award categories are best draft pick, worst draft pick. Best ad, worst ad, or no, that's not true. <laughs> not, not worst ad, worst drop, worst drop, right? Yeah. I'm right about that, yeah. And then our, our fifth category is most interesting trade of the year, okay? So, so it's a little subjective. Uh, there will be some other awards as well that, that are more um, uh, just like we, like we calculate, similar to like the Art Ross Trophy. Not a big surprise who wins the Art Ross Trophy in the NHL. So we will have a couple like that. But these ones are votable. So let me bring up our first category. 
Okay. All right. All right. All right. First category is worst drops. So um, I'm going to lead off with the honorable mention. This is not, this is not a uh, nominee, but uh, we went back and forth. So this guy was in the conversation, but uh, he didn't make the top three, but uh, Dave and Cody uh, dropped Mr. Charlie McAvoy, which might've been an error in hindsight. Uh, Charlie Mack ended up having a pretty good year overall. Uh, he was sort of neck and neck with, with uh, Matt Grizzlick for who was going to take over Tory Krug's spot. Uh, but as the season kind of went on, uh, McAvoy became more the man. And then in the playoffs, it really felt like McAvoy's job. And, and uh, going into next year, it, it feels like that's pretty solid. So, uh, yeah, DP and, and Cody probably would have liked to hang on to him. So he gets honorable mention for worst drop. But uh, the nominees for worst drop are... In no particular order, we have from Team Smoles and Park, Mr. Drew Doughty. Mm. From... Dave and Cody, Mr. Andre Palat, and, and from uh, Team Bloomtug, Cam Talbot. Mm, okay, there we go. There, there we go. Doughty, uh, Palat, and Talbot. Um, now, we, we made a rule that we're not going to comment on that because we don't want to sway your votes. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go over these again at the end. But I uh, thank you very three much. Very worthy nominees. Very worthy, very worthy nominees. Yeah, three very worthy nominees. We have a defenseman, a forward, and a goalie as well, which is sort of nice. Okay. Um, next, we'll go to best ads. Be be best ads of the year. Now, uh, honorable mentions. I've, I've got a couple more here. I won't go into them as in depth as I did before. But but Lankinen from uh, from uh, from your uh, your team, Burke. Um, goalie for the Chicago Blackhawks. He, that was a nice little surprise. A nice pickup for you. Uh, another honorable mention is uh, Verhage from from DP and Cody. Uh, they, they they picked up uh, the Florida forward who was a goal scoring machine all year. Kind of guy came out of nowhere. Uh, another uh, honorable mention we have Toffoli being picked up by Corey and Tony. Tyler Toffoli, the former Canuck, and uh, he put on quite a show in Montreal. Ended up being traded, I believe, to you, Graham, for a second rounder. Great. So, so that's pretty good. If you can take a, a, a piece of waiver trash and turn it into a second rounder, that's a good job. Honorable mention. And our last honorable mention goes to our commissioner, Josh Mammon, uh, for drafting uh, his, his fellow Hebrew uh, uh, brother, Mr. Zach Hyman. So uh, those are the honorable mentions. Burke, could you please announce the nominees for best ad? The nominees for best ad are from Josh Mannon, Alex Nedeljkovic. From you, Mr. Mike Ray, mm. Jacob Chikrin. Mm. And from Smoles and Cam, Jason Robertson. There's one of the three keepers right there. Not oh. bad off the waiver wire, boys. Not bad either. Not bad either. Another uh, goalie uh, forward and defenseman. We weren't trying to do that, but there you go. All right. All right. All right. Next up, we're going to go with, uh, we're going to go with 
uh, best draft pick, best draft pick. Okay. Um, now lots of, lots of good draft picks in our league. And we fact, we, we kind of balanced out what round and the quality of the player, right guys. We kind of tried to factor that in a little bit. It's not an exact science, but you know, right, Graham. Yeah. A mixture of art and science, I'd say. Yeah, art and science. When, when you guys nod on the, it, it doesn't translate. No one can hear that. No one, can, no. no one can hear the vicious wind that I'm creating. <laughs> We're doing this podcast on video, so it's sort of fun here. But uh, okay, okay, best uh, best draft pick, honorable mention, Alex DeBrincat by Corey and Tony in round number three. Um, this one stung me because I. I had to bring cat the previous year and I was absolutely jazzed like so pumped about him. I looked up his junior stats. I had all these theories about his projections. I'm like, this guy is, he's going to be great. He's going to be great. And then he had a stinker of a year last year and I didn't keep him. And then of course he has an, a monster year last year, but didn't make our top three. So, so honorable mention to uh, the, the bring cat of bring cat. Um, in round three and our other honorable mention goes to Smolson Park for drafting Mr. Jack Campbell in the final round of our draft who uh bad when you can get a starting goaltender in the last round not too shabby and for a stretch there he was absolutely lights out for about a month right so he didn't contribute that much other than that but that for that month it was it was look the hell out if you're in the playoffs Um, that last month is all you need Absolutely. And, and around 12, you get some credit there. So, um, Graham, could you please take away the best draft picks for the Degenerate Fantasy Hockey League? For these ones, I'll do in um, earliest round to latest round. Sure. Sure. Uh, so, in the round number two from Team Burke and Derek, Team Bloomtug, you have Kirill. Kaprizov. Ooh. Oh, sorry. I meant we're not supposed to do that. I'll do that for all of them. Pump it up. Number five from Simon's team, we have Adam Fox. Oh. <laughs> and in round 11 from Michael Clark's team, Darnell Nurse. Uh, yep. Some some quality options there. There's some hardware. Some 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 trophies were handed out to those draft picks. Some of those draft picks there. Um, so yeah, we got Krill in round two, Nurse in round eleven, and Fox in round five. Thanks, Graham. Okay, uh, our worst, the worst draft pick, worst draft pick. Uh, honorable mention. I this is a stretch, but this was all I could find in our chat as we were going back and forth. Honorable mention Lafreniere to uh, to Simon Lawrence in uh, first overall round one. Now, the only reason why it's sort of mentioned is because it's such a high pick. And he was a bit of a bust for the, the majority of the season. Um, didn't crack our worst pick, though, as, as we collectively thought that that's still the guy's 18 years old, came on at the end. It's that's understandable, and you kind of take that risk when you take a young guy like that. So, 
and eventually he's going to be putting up like 90 points a season no problem exactly so so that uh, but that was uh I, that that was the only one we were talking about but uh burke why don't you take it away for the worst picks the worst draft picks from last year i'll do the same thing as grammy here i'll go in order of uh round picked great uh the first nominee from Corey and tony matt murray in round two starting goaltender for the ottawa senators from smoles and camp tony edward d'angelo <laughs> in round four yikes wow. and from grammy thomas grice in round four there you go ladies and gentlemen three stinkeroonies both our three stinkeroonies Oof. yeah yeah a couple goalies in there and a racist yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know that old joke, right? Two goalies and a racist walk into a bar. <laughs> um, okay, our final, our final uh, votable category for for, for awards: um, most interesting trade, most interesting trade. Brian, want to get the first one there? Uh, this one was between Simon and. Jason Elliott, at the beginning of the season, we have a trade of goalies. Mm -hmm. uh, Holtby for, I don't want to play this year, Frank Kuz. Mm -hmm. Yes, that one was particularly interesting because Simon could have kept Frank Kuz. And then, then he... Then he decided then, so he like almost like corrected that by trading for him. And then... Frank Kuz, like you said, didn't play all year, but Holtby was terrible. So maybe Frank Kuz was better at being like a dead spot than Holtby was as a as an active player, just destroying Jay's categories. I, I like any trade that doesn't work out for anybody. <laughs> that, that one's actually it's hard to get a lose lose, but that's a that's pretty close. <laughs> and they did player for player. There was no extra. Oh. Draft picks or or anything. Yeah, a unique one to say the least. Um, and then and, and then Burke, I, I could have. Why don't you break down uh, the Mark Andre Fleury, uh, Tom Wilson trade? Because I don't quite recall the, uh, the what went the other way. Well, if I had a dollar for every time DB and I said we were done trading this year, <laughs> I'd be a pretty wealthy man because uh, you know we we'd say we were done and then you know we'd kind of be like. Well, Guys, so uh, yeah, Marc Andre Fleury, uh, Tom Wilson, and Neil Pionk, uh, for a first rounder in the upcoming draft, and I believe a fourth in the following draft, okay. Uh, but, yeah. but a definite tool up around the uh, crunch, yeah. Time. I mean, you know, Carter Hart wasn't having the best season, and Lankinen was falling off. We, we needed someone between the pipes, got it. Speaking of, the third and final trade nominated for the most interesting trade of the year is your Carter Hart trade, Burke. Uh, why don't you break that one down? What, what, what were the details of that? Uh, yeah, so that one was Carter Hart and a second-round pick for Shea Theodore and Jake Gensel. Right, wow. God, yes. That is uh, quite a haul. And then, and then, of course, the Carter Hart saga comes to an end for you. Uh, okay, so I'm going to recap Quick recap here. Uh, worst drops. Doughty by Smoles and Park. Palat by DP and Cody. And uh, Talbot by Burke and Derek Bloomfield. 
Best Ads, uh, Ned Jelkovich by Mammon, Chikrin by me, and Robertson by Smoles and Camp. Uh, the best draft pick, uh, Krill Kiprasov uh, to Burke and Derek in round two, Darnell Nurse to Clarkey in round 11, and Adam Fox to Simon in round five. Uh, the worst pick uh, goes, uh, the nominees are D'Angelo, to, uh, Tony Edward D'Angelo to Smoles and Cam in round four, Thomas Grice to Graham in round four, Matt Murray to uh, Corey and Tony in round two. And the most interesting trades, we got the Holtby Francou swap, the Marc-Andre Fleury and Tom Wilson acquisition, or the Carter Hart trade where, where uh, Burke and Derek acquired Gensel and Theodore. So there you are, your nominees. We will be uh, sending out um, voting, uh, uh, some sort of voting structure for, for, you, for you guys to get your entries in. And then we'll be um, handing out awards uh, in, a, in a time to be determined. But um, yes, so that's all we got for today. Uh, I, I'd like to thank uh, Graham. Thank you very much for uh, sort of spearheading uh, the awards chat and um, and uh, sort of leading that off and, and uh, coming up with the ideas uh, for all of this. It's been great. And, and thanks for hopping on here. Burke, thank you for, uh, for joining me throughout the whole podcast, uh, talking about your championship and then, of course, your contributions and I ideas. Can, I can talk about the championships some more. You want to go back to that? You, you, you got some more time? You sure you don't? I got all the time in the world, buddy. Actually, before we say goodbye, before we say goodbye, I'm, I, everyone's wondering, Burke, how was, how was uh, uh, putting Wyatt uh, down tonight? What's the new routine? What's the new uh, I, I actually got off easy. I didn't have to put Wyatt down to bed because he was at the beach until a little bit late tonight. So Nicole handled those duties. But, but normal. It, it takes about an hour and 15 these days. Uh, it's uh, it's <laughs> longer it's, than it was before. Yeah, he, get, he gets two songs now. Uh, okay. He gets Twinkle Twinkle as well. And, uh, you know, we have to do the hand motions uh, all through it. Yeah, mm. it's... Uh, it's great. I love it. It is. That's that. That is nice. Oh, that's cute. And it was so nice seeing your guys' kids uh, a couple of weeks back down at uh, La Plage or Gilberto. Uh, we'll have to do that again real soon. We'll have to do that again soon. Okay. All right. Uh, it was a great season. And uh, until next time, we go. I think we're the top performers this week. <laughs> what should we do the top performers are graham steven <laughs> burkak doug and michael ray <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs>